Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There's probably nothing that smells better in the air of a kitchen or a bakery than freshly baked bread, right? Oh, don't you just love that smell, that warm, sweet smell? The fragrance can fill a place, creating an appetite. We eat bread almost every day as a daily food staple. We enjoy it at breakfast with toast, bagels, or even a pastry. We enjoy it with sandwiches at lunch and rolls at dinner. Now, I know some people's bodily system makes them gluten intolerant, but even if you are, you know that bread is an important is as important today as it was or has been throughout history. I mean, every culture on every continent, except Antarctica, <laughs> you know, makes some kind of bread in their, in their culture. To have bread is to be rich, to be without it is to be poor. I mean, if you don't even have bread to eat, when you entered the church, you saw these uh, unleavened, well, these, they're not exactly unleavened, but they should be unleavened. I could have gotten matzo, right? But matzo is, like a, is baked like a cracker. You go to Safeway and try and find unleavened bread, you ain't going to find it. That's as close as I could find to what they would have looked like in Jesus' day, but they would have been unleavened for like the Passover meal and things like that. Bread like this can remind you, again, of the simple yet wonderful ways God still touches our lives. Or you can, you can be reminded of that when you eat bread at home. Bread is one of God's promised treasures as well, which we will meditate on this evening. Before the Israelites left Egypt by the hand of God, they were told to make unleavened bread to take with them on their journey. It had no yeast in it to cause it to rise or spoil. However, soon the bread was running out, as tonight's first reading indicates, you heard in Exodus. And the people of Israel were wondering and, and grumbling about how and when they were going to get their next cake of bread. The Lord told Moses that he would rain down bread from heaven for them, and God kept that word. He soon provided a layer of thin flakes or frost on the desert floor for the Israelites to collect every morning and feed their families with. And they were told only to collect enough for the day and nothing more. However, some did collect more, and it's not in our reading tonight, but if you keep reading on about the manna, you'll, you'll find out that uh, those that collected more than they should have, well, it became rancid overnight and full of maggots the next day, which is interesting because maggots are usually in rotten meat, right? Not bread. So this manna must have been something different than uh, just flakes of bread on the ground. There's something different about it. It was probably had all the nutrients in it maybe from, for, all different, for all the food groups. Who knows? In today's reading from John, Jesus calls himself the bread of life. He instructed his disciples and the crowds who were listening that it wasn't Moses who gave Israel bread every day. It was God. God sustained their lives day in and day out with manna. And Jesus reminded all who listened to him that God sustained all the people, or that he still sustains people with physical bread. But only he can give the bread that is eternal life. So he gives two kinds of bread. He gives us daily bread for physical sustenance, and he gives us himself. The Father provided eternal life 
through the bread from heaven standing right there in front of these people, instructing them. And he still does that to us today with his word. I am the bread of life, he said. He tells the Jews, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died, meaning, you know, this kind of, this kind of bread comes and goes. You're going to die anyways. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, he says, talking about himself, so that one may eat of it and not die. Never die, in some translations. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, he says. If anyone eats of this bread, pointing to himself, Jesus is saying, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the rest of the world is my flesh. Boy, those are the words that made some wondering, wonder if he was talking about cannibalism. But that's not what it was, obviously, right? The Bible doesn't simply equate loaves of bread with physical life. It equates Jesus Christ as the only source for spiritual life, eternal life. That's why Paul, in the reading from 1 Corinthians, said, Israel was led by Christ in the Old Testament. Our fathers, he said, all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, that was God following them through the desert, and that rock was Christ. The final source for all the manna the Israelites ate and all the water they drank was Jesus Christ. Even in the Old Testament days. And Jesus still leads and sustains His church today. Until your life and my life ends and we enter heaven, He still feeds us with the bread of His Holy Word and the bread of His Holy Supper here during communion. Jesus quoted Moses when He told Satan, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That was from Matthew chapter 4. In St. Augustine, not the kind of grass you put on your lawn, but a faithful early church father described teaching the Bible like opening a loaf of bread, right? When you open your Bible and you hear from it and you read from it, it's like opening the bread of life right in front of you, okay? However, God's word is brought to, however it's brought to you through reading your Bible, hearing it, a sermon, a hymn, a devotion, it is all bread for your soul, living bread, as long as it leads and points you to the bread of life, Jesus Christ. And this is something that I hadn't really, I don't read a lot of Augustine, but this is something that, that came up in this series and I hadn't really thought of, of it like that. And when you read your Bible, it's like the bread of life being broken right in front of you and just take, take it in, eat it, eat it and live. We've talked about Moses and unleavened bread and Jesus as the bread of life. Jesus also uses the bread of his holy supper to feed and sustain his church until he returns. Just a few verses following Paul's words regarding manna, he addresses the Lord's supper. He says, the cup of blessing that we bless is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? It is. The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? It is. Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. 
the bread you eat from this table every Sunday that we do it is not ordinary bread. It's not sandwich bread. It's not wonder bread. It's not Dave's killer bread. When Christ's word is spoken over it and you receive it in faith for the forgiveness of your sins, Jesus promises to place his very body into yours. Man, you cannot get closer to God than that, can you? I mean, God comes close to you in that way. To partake of this bread is to take Jesus Christ's true body into yourself. Like the Israelites, we journey in the desert of this life. We live in this sinful world under the heat of sin and death, bearing down on us each and every day, just as the desert heat beat down on the Israelites. We are waiting for a promised land. Not Cana, not even the Willamette Valley, but the new heavens and the new earth. No matter how crazy or bad life may be for you in this desert of this world, you are not left wondering, where can I find help? Where does my help come from? True help is found where Christ breaks open His Word and offers His holy food. We should be fed in the way God chooses to feed us through His Word and His sacraments. So, dear friends, may bread always remind you of God's richest love and bounty for you. Bread is certainly a promised treasure, leavened or unleavened, gluten or gluten-free. Not only does bread remind you of Jesus, who gave up His flesh on the cross for you, but it reminds you of who you are now. You see, just as numerous grains of wheat grow and are ground up to make one loaf of bread... We, although many, are made one people by taking the bread of Christ at His altar. You are forgiven and made into a new person to be more Christ-like. As the church, we are a new creation together. Until Jesus returns to take us, to take us there, may you always long for the bread which only God offers you in His Son, Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Daily bread you eat for nourishment is here today and gone tomorrow, but the bread of life, Jesus Christ, lasts forever. So may it be so for you. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.